Oh, dude. It's a mouse massacre at my house right now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel kind of bad about it. <laughs> so, wait, did I tell you the original mouse story already? No. Oh, God. Okay. What? So, my wife likes to buy, uh, you know, like the beef jerky sticks? Mm-hmm. She likes to buy those to take to work as a snack, which is very cute, but... Mm-hmm. She she boarded a box and it was in our pantry and we were both in the kitchen, like getting ready for work one morning and she pulled out a beef stick and the plastic had been like ripped open. And then there was what looked like a bite missing from the top. She's like, that's weird. And she pulled out a few more and they all looked like that. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) like that. So we're like, oh, and we started pulling stuff out of the pantry. And sure enough, we found mouse poop in our pantry. So on my way home from work, I bought traps and we set traps. And in the morning, there was a mouse with its like neck and back broken. (laughs) So I was like, okay, we we got him. And then uh, so a couple nights ago, uh, there were (laughs) my wife was outside and she saw a mouse like scurry. Uh, outside like across our patio into the bush basically right in front of our house Mm -hmm. she's like oh man they're they're still like trying to get in so she's all freaked out so we put mouse traps outside which is where they live (laughs) which seems like really not okay but fish in a barrel (laughs) yeah so we put these mouse traps out on our patio and this morning there were two of them dead that were clearly children, like for sure, like little mouse babies that we just slaughtered. So I think I'm a bad person is, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like you'll get to the pearly gates one day and they'll be like, I don't know, man, everything looks really good except for the massacre. (laughs) Massacre. (laughs) Dude, also mice. That's, are- that's the one. We, we need to call a manager. Hold on. <laughs> mice are super cute also. Yeah. Like they're, they're not hideous <laughs> creatures like rats are. Yeah, they're adorable. They've got like these little eyes, which were wide open when they were dead. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I feel I feel kind of guilty for that. But, you know. When the wife says, kill the mouse children, you, you kill the mouse children. Yeah, that's, that'll <laughs> hold up. <laughs> she told me to. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Fun yeah. story. Good story. <laughs> so on, on that note, <laughs> well, let's dive into this podcast episode. Let's do it. Five reasons you might be sore besides mouse traps. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on guys welcome back to the big freaking health coach podcast i'm big freaking neil and i'm joined once again just like every single week without fail my business partner buddy brain twin health coach kane what's up big guy what's up dude remember when we used to do this uh on the same couch together it was so much better so nice not gonna lie 
Mike, it was great. That was really fun. Separated by this damn screen between us. Yeah. Yeah, not loving that. Not loving that. But hey. It's still good to see you. Yeah, dude. Love doing the show. <laughs> um, it is more fun in person, though. And I also miss uh, surprising you with the hopefully nastiest energy drink I could find. Oh, dude, I know. Yeah, we, we sort of uh, tried to keep that going virtually, but it was not nearly as fun when we couldn't pick each other's energy drinks. Dude, it's it's not the same. Because like, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm trying this new one called Orange Dreamsicle from Rain <laughs> yeah. for the 10th week running. <laughs> they were just all delicious, which is not nearly as entertaining, I don't think. so. Yeah. On the bright side, though, I haven't had to drink some horrible black cold brew coffee monstrosity out of a cardboard jug from you anytime <laughs> I'm in the start, recent past. I'm going to start buying one every time I see one and just saving them up for you. God. Keeping them in my fridge. Not even in my pantry, so they're like room temperature. <laughs> and then, like, have I wronged this. you? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> next time we do this in person, you just have to drink all of them. Oh my God. I'm going to like get the jitters till I vibrate through my chair and it's all going to taste like coffee filters. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Your heart might stop, but I'm CPR. Or so. is it just beating so fast? It looks like it's flatlining. <laughs> uh? <laughs> That's more likely. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm uh, fully trained in CPR. So you're good. Okay, sweet. I mean, zero concerns now. It's fantastic. <laughs> literally nothing that could go wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are we talking about today, dude? Today is five reasons you might be sore. Ooh. Uh-huh. Lots of people now that I don't know about other states. So if you listen to this in other states, sorry, I'm not up to date on, on your reopening schedule. But Washington is now across the board gyms at 50% capacity. So there are a lot of people starting to return to exercise at this point mm-hmm. and they are hurting. And uh, I thought that you and I could combine our super buff brains <laughs> and tell them which five things are probably going to make them sore and why that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yes. Uh, this is also very immediately relevant to me because uh, like four or five different muscle groups on my body are sore right at the moment. So oh, what a great day. I'm sore pretty much from the ears down. Right <laughs> I know. Right. So, so like we, uh, we could shine some light on uh, why we're feeling this way today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Should we, uh, should we roll out our super fun new segment before we dive into this bad boy? Uh, yeah. Why don't you announce it? Oh man. So I can't remember what, what snazzy name you gave it. I, I think we went with supplement spotlight because I'm just Ooh. a huge slut for alliteration. <laughs> Dude, alliteration is the best. <laughs> Pretty much every great title ever has some type of alliteration. Yeah. So supplement spotlight, uh, we're going to discuss supplements that we actually take. Uh, this is straight out of big freaking's pantry. Um, and we're going to choose ones that are relevant to the given topic of the week. So today with soreness and recovery in mind, I am presenting here intra R three by hostile. 
it is a intro workout as the name would imply. And it contains uh, carbohydrates in the form of cluster dextrin, which is just a super uh, bioavailable, easily absorbed form of maltodextrin, uh, essential aminos, and electrolytes as well, all of which are relevant to soreness. So why would, why would those ingredients health coach Kane have anything to do with not feeling sore? So the intra is, is an obvious reason for the carbohydrates. If you're taking it during your workout, you need a little bit more energy on top of that. It's going to produce, produce and restore glycogen stores in your body post-exercise. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Essential amino acids are building blocks for muscle. So this one's pretty straightforward. If you're rebuilding muscle, the more materials you have to do so, the faster and more efficiently you can get it done. So that that recovery process from muscular trauma is going to be the thing that makes you sore. There are a couple of waste products in there too from energy systems, but those aren't as important. Um, And then the electrolytes are, they're probably one that has the most direct result on your like experienced soreness level. When you sweat, you lose electrolytes and that's sodium, potassium, uh, magnesium and chloride. And mostly it's sodium is the thing you use the most people for a very long time. Um, some studies were showing that potassium was what you lost the most. That's not true. Recent research has shown that it's actually sodium. So you get that in there, you retain more water, the more water you retain, the faster you can recover from things. Yeah. Like that's the, the, boiled down bare bones version of it because anything more complicated isn't useful to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, those three things are going to be really important. And when it comes to recovery, and we'll talk about a couple forms of recovery throughout these five reasons you might be sore, mm-hmm. uh, getting in the things that help you rebuild muscle tissue and recover from the trauma that you've caused is really, really important. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, taking this, is obviously not a guarantee you won't feel sore, mm-hmm. which obviously because I take it every day and I'm currently very sore. Uh, but as you said, all three of those main ingredients are conducive to recovery, uh, re- rebuilding muscles, uh, replenishing glycogen stores, all the things that are going to get you out of your sore state faster than if they weren't in the mix. So. And uh, keep in mind, no supplement will completely get rid of any of these soreness things. You have to go through the process to build what you want to build. Yeah. These things just kind of help you bridge the gap between where your nutrition nutrition is and what your physical needs are. So you can get there as fast and as efficiently as possible. Yeah. And if you're deathly afraid of being sore, that's something you're going to have to get over anyway. <laughs> if you want, if you want significant physical result from your training. Yeah. I mean, well, man, where should we start with these, uh, these five big reasons? So reason number one, and the most common reason yeah. is novel movements. So new movements, new uses for muscles, new exercises, things that your body hasn't had to do before so there's really a pretty small chance of that your body doing it efficiently yep. and that causes a lot more work to be done 
So there's a lot more waste product from doing that work. And it can cause a lot more muscular trauma because it's an untrained or rarely trained form of that, that movement or muscle. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. That's why even if you're a, a super experienced athlete, you've been training for years, if you throw in an exercise that you haven't done before, or you just haven't done for a really long time, uh, you're going to feel extra sore from that, regardless of your experience level for yep. sure. Yep. Nice. And that can take, um, any level of soreness. So like I spent a whole year only benching with dumbbells, Yeah, went back to a flat bar, same movement, but it's slightly different. It's technically a novel movement because of the form that you use. Yeah. I wasn't debilitatingly sore, but I was definitely real stiff in a couple of places that I hadn't been, even though it was still a bench press. Yeah. I find that even, uh, even just sort of messing around with your workout structure will have the same effect. Like, uh, swapping order of exercises specifically. Yeah. So like, let's say you've been bench pressing as your first movement of your uh, chest day for several weeks. And then all of a sudden you move it like third or fourth exercise in uh, you, you'll probably feel extra sore from that for sure. Yeah. So yep. that actually plays directly into what we've decided is factor number two. Mm-hmm. The second reason you might be sore, which is volume. Yeah. And that's in terms of total volume or your specific set and rep scheme. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to, to piggyback on Neil's example, if you were to move an exercise from your primary to one of your secondary exercises, the sets and reps you're going to use are going to be different. Mm-hmm. So when your rep range changes, it has a different effect on how you are loading that muscle and how long you're making it work. And that can cause a soreness response. Do you, would you say as a blanket statement in your experience, higher volume always leads to more soreness? No, it, it depends on where the client has been training. Mm -hmm. So you could go from, even if you have somebody who like something crazy, like five sets of 12 for some reason, mm-hmm. and they go from that to doing a five by five at a higher load because it's a rep range that they're not used to working in. Yeah. I mean, we get into load in the, in the next reason, but because it's a new part of that rep range, you're going to get soreness because it's a different usage for those muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. So the underlying theme so far then is it's, uh, variance that this sort of causes the soreness. So it's something different in either in, end of the spectrum. It's different than what you've been doing. Basically. Mm-hmm. So like to, to take another step back, if you were to look at exercises and like a, an individual person's skill level on a spectrum from absolute strength, like your one rep max to absolute speed, which is as fast as you can move with no load, mm-hmm. whatever end they're closest to, the opposite end of that spectrum will make them sore. Yeah. 100%. No, I agree with that 100% for sure. I think a lot of people, the reason I brought that up is I think a lot of people mistakenly think that more volume always leads to more soreness. Mm -hmm. When really, if you're used to high volume training, uh, it's the other end of the spectrum that's really going to get you sore. Yeah. For sure. Cool, man. What's next? Reason number three is load, which, which is also a factor in total volume in pounds. Yeah. So 
keep that in mind. Um, the way we looked at volume was from a, a straight up total reps standpoint. And the last reason this adds a very, very important piece to the puzzle. Yeah. So if you're doing five sets of 12, but at a very light load, that's okay. If you go to a five by five with a much higher load, mm-hmm. the intensity goes through the roof yes. real quick. Yes. And that's the kind of thing that can cause rapid adaptation, but also a whole lot of soreness to go with it. For sure. Now, again, would you say it's going, it's increasing load, lifting load that's, that's greater than what you're used to that causes the soreness, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily the greater the load, the sore you'll be correct. No, I think a lot of times that's the way it goes because that's how we periodize a lot of people's workouts. So the progression we typically use is very linear with our clients. Um, So most of the time that is what happens, but it's not a hard and fast rule. Okay. Um, You could be doing a strength program where you're lifting fours, fives, and sixes or something like that on three or four lifts, getting plenty of rest. And then I go, all right, today you're doing 10 reps of these three exercises as many times as you can in the next 20 minutes mm-hmm. and you will be sore as hell. Mm-hmm. Like just the total amount of work that muscle has to go through the number of contractions that it, it's a varied stimulus and it's going to make you sore. Yes. So would you say it's a clear cut equation of, uh, reps times sets times load. If that number is greater, it will equal more soreness every time. More often than not. Yes. And not a hard and fast rule again. Mm-hmm. Um, and an individual's level of conditioning comes into play, but yeah. overall for the average person, I would say, yes, if your total volume, including load is higher, you will feel at the very least a little more stiff. Yeah. I I know we keep, uh, I just want to reiterate for listeners that when we say soreness, we don't mean like you have trouble walking. There's a, (laughs) an array of, of soreness that you can exist in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think the only, I agree with that. I think the only exception to that would be if you're, like you said, very well conditioned to do, let's say like a four by 10 with as much as heavy as you can for a four by 10. And then all of a sudden you do sets of three, maybe your that equation on the other side, the four times 10 times load is going to be gr- a gr- more total work than your sets of three, but you still might get more sore from the three just because it's such, it's a much higher intensity than you're used to. Yeah. The amount of tension that you're putting into those muscles yeah. is so much greater than you're prepared for. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. You know, that is exactly what hurts a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So there's four. What's our, what's our last big bullet point here? That's three. So number four is three. I cannot count. (laughs) (laughs) The last two kind of blended together. Yeah. So like it's, it's one of those things where they feed off each other a little bit. Right. Um, Number four so good that I wrote these down, (laughs) uh, is inadequate rest. Mm -hmm. And that comes from the standpoint of between sets and between workouts. Yeah. So if your work density within a workout is 
a lot greater as in your rest periods decrease and you have less and less time to recover from the work that you're doing within your workout, yeah. that can definitely lead to more soreness. Yep. Agreed. Um, by the same token, if you increase the frequency with which you work a muscle group or a movement pattern over the course of a week, that will also lead to more soreness. Yes. Agreed. Now, um, that very rarely works in the opposite direction. I don't think I have a single example of someone going to more rest or less frequency and experiencing soreness. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think the only time that would be the case is if they were lifting very, very submaximal loads before. I mean, this goes back to the previous point, but uh, if they if their frequency was high, but their loads were very submaximal and then they drop down their frequency quite a bit. So they're resting more, but then their load goes through the roof. Then they might. Yeah. 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 You're, Agreed. In, most cases, in most cases, less rest is going to equal more soreness. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. All right. Four down. Four down. Now what's our last one? Nutrition. Ooh. Yep. Uh, underperforming or inadequate nutrition. So everything you do in the gym is a stimulus to create a change. Mm -hmm. And the work that goes into it costs you something. Calories are just the tip of the iceberg um, when it comes to nutrients and micronutrients and everything in between. You need to replenish what you lost and give yourself enough that you can rebuild. Yeah. So uh, this is where our little supplement spotlight comes in pretty handy mm -hmm. is if you are not getting adequate nutrition from the food that you're eating yeah. and you're having trouble changing your nutrition habits, this is exactly where supplements fit in. Mm -hmm. So specifically talking about soreness, typically post-workout, I have my clients do a one-to-one -one ratio of carbs and protein. Yeah. And typically 20 to 40 grams of protein in your post-workout meal for the average person, mm -hmm. closer to 20 for women, closer to 40 for men. And we see what that does yeah. at the beginning of a program. And if you're recovering adequately, great. I tend not to recommend supplements when they're not beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, a lot of the time, that's not adequate post-workout yeah. nutrition. Yeah. Um, or something else about how they're eating throughout their day or their week is, is not making things add up. Mm. So in those situations, I would recommend something like a protein powder to pump up your protein numbers or yeah. an electrolyte supplement or a green supplement. Maybe you're missing something on the vitamin spectrum mm. that is keeping you from recovering adequately. And uh, we kind of drill it down and figure out which supplement or supplements would help at that point. But if you're not paying attention to your nutrition, then you're not recovering as well as you can. Would you say that the most common culprits for this specifically would be under eating protein and just total caloric intake? It can be. Yeah. Um, it, it's a super individualized question. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the principles stay pretty much the same, but each individual, um, you know, they have a medical and training history and all that kind of stuff that goes into it. But overall, the number one thing that most people are deficient in is protein. 
Yes. So yes, you're absolutely correct from a broad sense. Mm -hmm. Um, although sometimes just increasing somebody's carb intake, especially the part of their day after their workout is enough to get them close to where they need to be. So we'll give them a protein supplement and say, Hey, you can eat like a sandwich or rice or mm-hmm. whatever tonight. And that starts evening things out. They recover a little bit faster. Yeah. And I would, I would attribute that, correct me if I'm wrong, health coach Kane, but I would attribute that to they're actually utilizing they're getting carbohydrates to actually utilize as energy and to replenish their glycogen stores. They don't have to, their bodies don't have to dip into protein to convert to glucose. They can actually, whatever, even if their protein's a little lower than it should be, all of that protein is then going to be used for what it's intended. Yes, I would say that's correct. And it, it gives you, especially if we're talking about a post-workout meal, it gives you plenty of time to get through that window where your intensity eventually goes down low enough that you're running off of fat. Yeah. Like the lower intensity movement you're doing, the higher percentage of your energy is coming from fat stores. Mm -hmm. So for the hour or two after your workout, you're probably still a little amped up, especially if you're working hard, Mm -hmm. we can get you some carbohydrates in there so that if you're going to be in one of those mid range energy systems, you have those to spare. Yeah. You don't have to use your lean mass. That's fantastic. Yes. Cool. All right, man. Um, I have a couple devil's advocate questions. Just love it. Seal the deal here. So if let's say that, that the individual in question is checking all these five boxes, Mm -hmm. they know that they're, uh, they're not doing anything. They're not doing any crazy new movement patterns. Um, their total volume is where it should be. Their load is where it should be. They're resting enough. They know that their nutrition is where it needs to be and they're still getting sore. Is that bad? Not necessarily. It depends on the severity of the soreness. Um, I typically on a day-to-day basis, don't like my clients being any higher than a four out of 10 on their soreness scale. Yeah. Um, It's just, I mean, it's, it's uncomfortable. And there's not really a reason for it. Cause I'd like to also point out that despite all this talk about how soreness is fine, it's also not an indicator of a good workout. Like it's not a direct indicator that your workout was effective. So that is my follow-up question yeah. on the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's say you're doing all these things and you're not sore at all. Is that bad? Nope. Okay. Nope. It's not bad at all. Full recovery is great. It means that on days when you have the energy, if you want to push yourself a little harder, you absolutely can. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and another thought I would have going back to your first question, you don't do anything new. Things are starting to get sore. Um, It's not necessarily an indicator of injury, Mm -hmm. but if it's in a specific movement or muscle group, I would check and make sure that that client has adequate range of motion at the affected joint. Uh, look for a couple of knots with some soft tissue work and, and see if there's anything cropping up that we can get ahead of. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes it's just, you slept funny and then you lifted on it and now something's extra tight mm-hmm. for no particular reason besides you slept on it. Strange. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you. I think soreness is definitely not the end all be all indicator of how good your workout was. That's been pretty definitively proven. Uh, I would say more times than not, 
And it depends a lot on the muscle group. More times than not, I am sore for at least a day after I train. But in my case, every single workout, I'm pushing for something extra, whether that's I'm trying to go up and wait on exercises or uh, I have my training partner give me an extra couple of forced reps. There's some variable in there, which I would probably attribute most to the, the next day soreness. Uh, the average person probably isn't necessarily doing that every single training session, nor do they need to. Um, so you might not feel soreness every single time. Yeah. So agree. I mean, I, I kind of run my clients in response to that on the like 80% kind of intensity. Yeah. Because of the variables in the average person's life, you can count on being 80% fired up on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, athletes, bodybuilders like you, power lifters, you're there to make progress every single workout. Mm-hmm. So the intensity is higher. Like you're, you're redlining at a hundred percent whenever you walk into the gym. Yeah. yeah. That said though, to reinforce all the points we just made, if one of those five things is out of place for me, mm-hmm. it's much, much, much worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the stakes I, are so high. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not resting enough or if my nutrition isn't good enough, uh, I'm definitely going to be in a, in bad shape. So all yeah. of this stuff still applies. Even if you are a, a high level athlete, all this stuff applies to you too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Even more so I would say. Yeah. The, the difference it makes is much, much, much bigger day to day. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. You got anything to add, man? You're kind of the, the king of big muscles and soreness over here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. No, I, I think we covered it, man. I think, uh, just to sort of put a pin in it, it's okay to be sore. It's okay not to be sore. Really. You should focus on these five things we just listed out for you make sure they're all where they need to be. Um, and then if you're still sore, it's okay. Like you said, just make sure there's no underlying injuries and that you're not hitting like a nine out of 10 every time you train. Cause then, then something's off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you can't walk for a week, every time you do leg day, (laughs) dial it back a notch, (laughs) either reduce your volume, take a, take a second glance at your nutrition on those, those days. Yeah. Something's a little off if that's happening. Yeah. Cool. Right on, man. Well, there's five reasons you might be sore and a supplement recommendation. You want to run that sup up here again? Give them the name of it. Yeah, man. So that was intra R3 as I slam into my mic intra <laughs> R3 by hostile supplements. Uh, I don't think they're in stores yet, but you can buy them off of their website and I'm not sure if they're on Amazon either, but just go to hostilesupplements.com. I believe it is. Mm -hmm. um, And you'll find it there. Sweet. And I would say the orange flavor is bomb. Neil loves orange. I love some orange drink for sure. Dude, that's what I should bring you. Like, so I have the orange flavor of the rocks, new energy drink, his natural energy drink. Okay. And frankly, I've been scared to drink it because I had two other flavors and the yeah. superberry was really good. And then the other one was not. Yeah. And 
I've always found orange flavors to be pretty hit or miss because I'm not as hardcore orange as Big Neil is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> so it's like smart. sitting sitting in my fridge right now. Ooh. And I'm just like, do I do it? <laughs> Dude, I would love to try your orange Zoa. Zoa? Is that what it's called? Zoa, I think. Zoa. Okay. Z-O-A. Well, if you're down at a at your gym today, I drive right by you to get to my gym. So <laughs> you drop in the back of your truck. <laughs> yeah. Uh you do that, and then I'll I'll just go ahead and set a nice carton of black coffee right on awesome. top of your car. Can it be warm and unsweetened? That would be just fantastic. Always. I'm gonna leave it in <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in the sun for a while, <laughs> let it warm up. Yeah, get the kind in a glass jar and leave it in the sun. That'll be <laughs> delicious. Oh my God. <laughs> On that note, oh, this has good. been the big freaking health coach podcast. God, I'm going to get stomach soreness from that coffee. And <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we are always looking to give you guys more topics that can help you improve the efficiency and effect of your training. So if you have more questions, we do a Q and a every month as well. Please send them in. We will be back next week with another fantastic topic that we will reveal then. And until then, if you need anything, you can hit us both up on Instagram, Big Freaking Neil or Health Coach Kane. And please share this with anybody else that you share your soreness with. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Thanks a lot, you guys. We'll catch you next time. All right. See you next week, guys. 